News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. As we are aware, we have a housing crisis in this country and the ESRI have published an extensive article titled Increasing Future Housing Supply. What are the implications for the Irish economy? Which details constraints and solutions. And Kieran McQuinn, research professor with the ESRI and co-author of it, joins us now to discuss it. Kieran, I've tried, I've tried my best to read all this. It's very dense. There's a lot of stuff in here. Can you give us, first of all, a sense of the standout, I suppose, issues as you see it? Morning, uh, Kira. Yeah, obviously everybody acknowledges that we need to see a sustained increase in housing supply over the medium term in order to meet the the demand that is clearly out there for housing. Um, And in doing so, I suppose it is going to pose certain challenges for the economy in terms of where are we going to source the labour needed for this, where are we going to get the funding from the the banking sector, credit institutions, etc., um, and those are kind of the key questions. And also, I suppose, what would the impact be of a sustained increase in housing activity on the overall economy? Because obviously we've seen in the past where if you have a huge level of housing activity, it can cause imbalances in the domestic economy. So basically, that's what we were looking at. And we did come up with a series of solutions or policy proposals, as you uh, outlined there. Uh, which we felt could help deal with the situation. We'll we'll get to the solutions in a minute because God knows we'd love some solutions to the housing crisis. So I definitely want to come to that. But just just a couple of things. You mentioned um, migration and employment and things like that. Obviously, we're going to struggle to to have enough labour to build all these houses. So that's where where the employment issue, there's a bit of a a pinch point there. And, And migration may help us with that. But presumably everybody who migrates into the country will need somewhere to live as well. So, so there is a kind of a, a double edged sword there, isn't there? There is a dual-edged sword, exactly. Um, obviously, when people come into the country, they, they need a place to live and they need it you know, immediately. Uh, and very often, I suppose, people who are coming into the country, particularly working in an area like construction, uh, salary and wages in that sector may not be as high, yeah. obviously, as they are in other parts of the economy. So they're, they're, they are going to have affordability challenges. There's no doubt about that. But it's clear that we will need, uh, you know, a, a significant increase in, in labour, in the, uh, particularly in residential construction. We there is quite a, an amount of people employed already in construction across the board. And we, one of the, the points we make in the article is that we may need to see some realignment from other areas of construction into residential construction as a way to ease okay. some of the bottlenecks which may arise. Okay. Uh, big headlines across the papers this morning. One of the standout things is, is that if we do, and obviously we know we need to produce extra units of housing in order to, to meet the demand that is out there. But if we do produce an extra, for example, 10,000 units, we're hearing that there'll be a, possibly a 12% drop in house prices in the country. Now, there are lots of people who would think that was great if they're trying to get into the house market. Equally, there are lots of people who, who have houses who might not sell their house. They might hold off selling their house if there is a drop in prices. And we've seen that before, that, that, that the supply of houses dried up when house prices fell uh, post the, the economic crash in the noughties. Is that a danger, that, that, that even though we're producing lots of extra units, that the that secondhand market might actually contract a little bit insofar as that people will be saying, I'm going to hang on to this house for a year or two that I might otherwise have sold because I don't think it's, it, it's worth as much as I'd like it to get? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the scenario result basically was that if we were to produce 10,000 extra houses on top of a kind of a baseline level over a period of eight years, that eventually you would see prices fall by 12%. I mean, it, 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 it's a basic fact, I suppose, that if you do increase the supply of housing yeah. and keep everything else constant, then house prices will uh, fall. I mean, there, there, there's no doubt about that. 
Um, but this is over quite a long period of time. It's not like that, that prices are going to suddenly fall very sharply, which is what happened back in 2009, 2010, because we we went from a situation where we were building 85 and 90,000 houses per annum at that stage, um, which was clearly far too much and in the wrong places, etc. So yeah. I think there's a difference between having a sustained increase in supply over a period of time, which is in, in tune with the kind of underlying demand that is out there in the economy, and having a huge increase in supply, which you know clearly okay. was the case. 15, so, 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 so that the, the pace of this will, will impact the level of fall because if it's if it's relatively slow over an eight-year period, yeah, the, there it will be, be a relatively. Okay. it's a slow acceleration, if you like. It, it's a slowdown in, in house price growth and, and eventually a kind of a moderate, a, a, a modest fall, if you like, over a period of time, which is you know significantly different from what was experienced. Okay, Kieran, can, can we move into the realms of solutions? You were mentioning that 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 this wasn't just look, about looking at at constraints and challenges. It was about looking at solutions. It's a huge question. What are the solutions to our housing crisis? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it is important to point out that there are a number of measures which have already been uh, initiated in, in, for instance, Housing for All. Clearly, the commitment to multi-annual funding, which means, you know, investment on a sustained period over, you know, the medium term. That's a crucial development because the kind of disinvestment that you had in housing by the public sector over the last 10, 15 years in this country that's something which was observed across a lot of European countries. So we really need to kind of have sustained investment over a period of time. Other areas, the vacant housing, we've talked about that. Um, the, the government has brought in a compulsory purchase order scheme for local authorities. We think that's important. That is rolled out and that it's used extensively across the country. Um, modular housing, we also mentioned. We think if there's a commitment, again, to a certain amount of output every year, that modular housing could be an efficient way of dealing with particularly the cost side of the housing uh, market. And then land reform, we've talked a lot about that. There was a significant report out during the summer by Task, which talked extensively about land reform. And that's another important area where you can really target a key cost in the provision of housing, which is land costs. The, the modular housing thing is, uh, is very interesting because we are still building houses much like we have done for, for decades, aren't we? We're still building brick and mortar. We're still, it's slow. It's 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 greenfield sites. It's, it's all of that. And... and Housing, the, the, the ability to build housing has had significant innovations and they are being used elsewhere. We seem a little wary of, of things like timber frame or, or modular or, or, I mean, you're seeing it in, in the US and things like 3D printed houses, all sorts of things. Is there a reluctance? Is there a, a, a cultural barrier here, do you think, to, to, to doing stuff with modular housing? I'm not so sure it's a cultural barrier. I think it goes back to this idea, and, and just from talking to people in the industry about modular housing, it seems to be that there needs to be a certain guarantee in terms of a certain amount of scale that can be built or that would be built with modular housing in order for it to become commercially viable and to, ha- to kind of have the efficiency effects that I think we all wish to see. As you correctly point out, the construction sector is one of the probably one of the most underperforming sectors in terms of productivity developments across all the, the sectors of the economy. It really is almost the productivity rates have been very very slow in that sector over the years. So it is. So no technology and innovation hasn't really impacted no, in really. the way that we might have expected. Exactly, given the importance and the scale of the sector, yeah. um, it really hasn't seen the kind of productivity enhancements that you would expect to see, and that you clearly see in other areas yeah. of the economy, which have been far more dynamic. So I think modular is clearly an area, but it does it, it does appear you need a certain commitment. If there was a guarantee, for instance, that you were building 10,000 or you know something in that region of, of housing every year that could be used for modular, then 
I think there are certainly opportunities okay. there. Um, and in terms and of maybe lastly, usage. before I let you go, Karen, is there is there any cause for optimism here? Are are we inching our way towards solutions? I, I mean, you've listed uh, quite a number of things that need to happen, some of which are happening to a greater or lesser extent. Are we moving in the right direction finally, or, or is the oil tanker still uh, slow, no, I, slow I, I to turn? It's important to note that there has been a significant increase in housing output over the last number of years. Unfortunately, the pandemic has kind of distorted the picture somewhat because obviously the pandemic directly affected the housing market through the closure of construction sites, etc. But now the after effects of the pandemic and the war in Ukraine mean that inflation and the cost of key housing materials has shot up. And that's actually, you know, resulted this year, for instance, you'll see around 28,000 housing units built, which is a, a significant number. Next year, it's probably going to be a little bit less than that because of the inflation. But okay. clearly, if you kind of abstract out of that and look over the last three or four years, the trend is upwards for sure in terms of housing supply. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning on that report. That is Kieran McQuinn, the research professor with the ESRI. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.